Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. Well, welcome back. And holy shit, for the first time in a while, I'll be chatting with a singer-songwriter on the show. It's sort of, well, not the main thing or the main reason I do this or even started podcasting, but it's certainly one of the first things I thought about as a singer-songwriter and doing a show chatting with other artists and performers. Everything I know and every experience I have as an artist and performer is what I use uh, when I'm talking with funny people or painters or TV show makers, and it seems to be relatable all across the board, and as has been evident, all across the continent. Dana DeBolt is the name of the guest on this episode, and I'll throw to our convo soon, but before that, a few points. Now, now that I have some friends and lovely people I've been fortunate enough to get to know whom are Americans, uh, whether I know them personally or not, this is a big, big day. And it's a very scary day. If for some reason you're listening to this, know that my heart goes out to all of you. I hope, uh, I hope at least this vote count can say goodbye to the big, scary, orange buffoon. I really, really do. And I hope just as much that somehow in time that things can remove the word war from civil war and that things get better. I speak in vagaries because it's also gigantic, and all I can do is send my love to you and say, uh, if it's not too late to vote, Biden-Harris, and because obviously, in other news, um, your mom, (laughs) JK, Uh, just a small note I made. Yeah, so for those of you who aren't sure how podcasting works, this intro is current to the day because uh, the day that the podcast goes online but the guest recordings is based on the commonality, commonality of schedule collaboration on part of the guest and I. And always for sure, it takes place at an earlier date. For those of you who aren't regular listeners of this podcast, I say once again, the only part that I really, really enjoy is the doing with the chatting with the people and the thing. And well, I did so much of that in October, like by the middle of October, I'd done and recorded the conversations for all of November's episodes. So my favorite part has to wait a little while. I do have some lovely people to chat with this month, and I'm looking forward to it, but it's hard to wait. Anyway, I can tell you that I had the fortune of chatting with this episode's guest in October. I really enjoyed also chatting with Channel 101 showmakers, directors, actors, and really sweet gentlemen, Alex Kavitsky and nipple-sucking aliens' Jack Kelly, both a bookending, a bodacious primetime pair, and also chatted with the geniuses behind the video games and most notably the music that you hear in every episode and soundtrack for the show Steven Universe, talking about Ivy and Sarashu. And that's all coming at you this month. <laughs> Yowza. Moments like that, other than most moments, make me feel like a television channel dude. Uh, uh, in other news, I guess... Uh, Some musician friends of mine back home in Kitchener started a podcast called Kitchener Famous with Jesse and Jay. It's really fun, loose, and goofy, and it's like the iTod Lounge, but better. And not just because there's two of them, but because they have way more personality and stones than I ever did. I started listening to the first episode and immediately felt warmed up hearing them chat. Jesse Weber and Jay Carrero. And and their first guest has been... a. on TDS a few times, singer-songwriter Jesse Parent, 
along with Sean Bricker. Uh, it was so much fun to hear that, and it makes me really happy. Uh, in other, other news, it made me so happy that if you go to the Facebook page for this podcast, easy enough to find, it's the Todd Donald Show on Facebook, you'll see I was so inspired to do something where for all 30 days in November, there's a podcast that tells part of the story of where I'm from in 30 podcasts. That's right, each day in November, starting with the oldest podcast and ending with Kitchener Famous with Jesse and Jay, I'll be promoting those shows and writing up sentimental AF paragraphs and stories of my experience listening to and or interacting in some way with the podcasts based in and or spotlighting in the Waterloo region because that's where I'm from. I started with my own, the first one I did, and Matt Lees' Legend in My Spare Time. November 2nd was Mandy Lane Radio, and today's post will have been for my friends at Pull the Plug, fellow podcasters born of being formerly broadcasters on 88.3 FM CJIQ, and it's been lots of fun so far to curate all that. 30 podcasts, all telling my story in some way, not an ego way, but a sentimental way. Check it out, or not. Okay, so before you lose interest and miss out on the awesomeness that is the super talented Dana DeBolt, since I'll be introducing her more in the conversation, here to start things off is the second and titular track to her single, With You I Rise. Please enjoy the rest of the show with Montreal's Dana DeBolt. Wonder how I listen to the same words from the same song when it's the worst song ever. What can I say? My will is not strong. They tell me it's wrong. Fuck them, I love pop music. I have no doubt it'll kill me. This record's wearing me down. Bipolar, like the sunrise falling. You've got me spinning around, around, around with you. I Tell me it's wrong because I love pop music I have no doubt it'll kill me This record's wearing me down Bipolar like the sunrise falling You've got me spinning around, around, around With you I rise Just tell me how you really feel Come on girl, just be honest 
right, Dana. So I thought I'd start off by saying some things before we start chatting and then we'll, we'll get into it. Cool. So we had okay. a mutual friend in Vienna, D'Amato Hall. I, I met her five, yeah. I think maybe six years ago and another super talented singer, songwriter, artist. I adore her and her music so much. And she's been on the podcast a couple of times. Nice. In the summertime, I was revisiting lsbhouse.com. And there was an artist roster, so to speak, made up of other wonderful people. I, I checked out a few within the limited time I had when I was having the nerd fests and discovered your music. I listened to the tracks on With You I Rise, that single, and uh, I had a happy little freak out, like the kind of freak out that we <laughs> musicians and music fans have, like when we discover something that we love instantly that we didn't know existed prior to that moment. So, Oh, nice. <laughs> So there's that. And around the time I did the more recent episode with Vienna, I was listening to your music again and all of it. And yeah, I was super compelled then to reach out to you, your music and vocals. And what I can estimate is the creation process when I hear it comes off as very organic and authentic. And what's coming out strikes me as like unique, but familiar. It doesn't sound like it's hiding behind anything. It's full of talent expression and it's it's also really fun and enjoyable music that I genuinely love and enjoy. So for you to be on the show and be generous with your time on your Saturday means a lot to me. So thank you very, very much. Thanks. Thank you for your kind words. <laughs> and thanks for having me also. I feel super honored. Let's talk. What happened to your cross country tour for 2020? I was looking at your website and you had you have to postpone it. Uh, What's up with that exactly? Oh, well, it happened. Um... It happened to be in the spring just as COVID was hitting. So it was super sad. Um, I planned it for my, uh, basically my thesis project because I'm studying music um, in university. And then it had to, I had to cancel all of it. So I guess it's postponed until this whole mess is done. The COVID mess. Oh boy. In your mind, when that happens and you have to postpone it, what's been the best thing that you've been able to do that sort of, if I mean, if anything, that fills the gap? Right. Um, well, it's been back to the drawing board, um, just writing and recording, well, soon to be recording in the next couple months. So I'm hoping to release kind of an acoustic album of all of my songs that I've written, like very like pared down um, not a lot of instrumentation, but I just want to get my music out there so I can forget about it and keep writing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And <laughs> I love that because right at whatever I could call my beginning, that was my favorite thing to hear when people didn't have much of anything except for themselves and what they could play, recording it themselves and putting it like on pure volume in MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> what about today? Like, what are you coming at this conversation with today? Or what, what are you moving out of your mind for this conversation? Um, I don't know. <laughs> As much as you don't mind sharing with a stranger, like if <laughs> if there's a weird smell in the house that, that you've it, uh -huh. you've been boggling your mind to figure out how to get rid of, uh, but you're not thinking about that right now. Right. Well, I've been, um, about a month ago, I moved to a small town in Quebec where I didn't know anyone and I don't really speak French. So I've pretty much like been isolating myself just to write songs. And that's been cool. That's been cool, but lonely. So mm. I'm headed back at West in the next couple weeks. So I'm excited to see my friends and reconnect with my human people more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'm just 
yeah, that's where I'm at, I guess. It said, um, I don't know, on your website or your Facebook page, you're from a, an island in BC. I can't remember. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not from there, but I've spent the last like six or so years, summers at least, um, on this island called Hornby Island. Mm. Not horny, but Hornby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's Gulf Island off of Vancouver Island, and it's super remote, and it's super beautiful. Yeah. Okay, but so you're not... I'm from Toronto, actually. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just learning all this. Sorry, I'm so unprofessional. <laughs> no, no. And what about you? I mean, you're... Yeah, the Arctic. Yeah, it, 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 that's crazy. It, it's that the novelty wears off pretty quickly. It's different. Yeah, it's it, it's like a small town anywhere. It just has no trees. For sure. So, do you feel like an artist through most of the week? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If if it sounds like no. I'm looking for the right answer, like, and there is no right answer, I'm totally not. I feel like I don't. I feel like I feel like an artist on the weekends if I'm playing a show or I don't know. If there's like dra- dramatic stuff happening in my life and there's good songwriting content, mm. that's helpful. But for the most part, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there a preoccupation with it? Like for, for for me, like when I'm at work, all I'm thinking about is, you know, how much I'd love to be doing and like making things. And I, 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 don't, I guess so. Yeah. I don't have like a future projection anymore. I, mean, I just have a, a dream of what I'd like to be doing this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I have dreams. Um, <laughs> as I get older, they, they slowly, I don't know. Change. Fade, not fade, but they change. Sure, that's a better word. But I still have hope, you know. I want to like, I want to have a career in music, yeah. and people like my music, so you're damn right. That's <laughs> spring last year. Dana released a, an EP of four songs, which, to my knowledge, you can only find on Bandcamp. And I am a fan of the band to the camp, as the Gen Zs call it. Dana DeBolt's the EP called Weird. I played the G chord song on the episode with David Seeger, and this one is track two off of it, and it's called Patience.
lifetime. How long have you been at it? Like, how long since you said, hey, world? <laughs> how long have you, how many active years would Wikipedia、uh, have? Well, I've studied music since I was a wee child. I was in like a, a professional children's chorus since I was six. So I like toured in Europe and I was learning music theory since like a young age.、Um, and I pursued singing in high school and now university. So it's been a long time, but. It wasn't until the past, I would say, five years that I really tried to make a go of things more and, and decided I want to be serious about my songwriting and everything.、Mm-hmm. So it's fairly recent, I guess, in terms of. Sorry,、rock. I cut you off. No worries. Is that now in the past? Like it says、uh, Concordia University, that's where you're specializing in vocal.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still attending, but it's, I actually dropped. All but one of my classes because it's online and I wasn't、um, super happy with doing music school online. So I'm holding out till next year, probably,、mm. to finish my last year. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what I wanted to know. Like, is it online now? Are you still in it? If you are, are you still able to? But I, I think for that area of study, like I took music at Mohawk, I didn't do so well. I did the prep thing. I couldn't imagine. Like, what would be the point? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm in one class, which is choir class. Chamber choir on Zoom. <laughs> so it's quite funny. We're pretty much muted most of the time and we just practice at home.、Right. Um, but the way they're doing it is you send in recordings, and、uh, one of the electroacoustic students is like based in each class. So they're, they're compiling all the recordings and making final mixes、oh, okay. of every song. So that's kind of cool. That is neat. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to imagine a, <laughs> a live Zoom ensemble. That would be. Terrifying. It's quite bizarre. Okay, well, as far as like how, how, how have you want to categorize it, the, the singer songwriter, the artist of Dana DeBolt out there, more so in a pre COVID time, if you were in a position to talk to someone who's into music or even not, as we all find ourselves in, how, how do you describe it to people who've never heard it before? I would say Avril Lavigne esque, like early 2000s, kind of folk, pop punk ish blend. I don't know. That's what I aspire to. Isn't it kind of weird, a weird abstract thing to have to describe it to people? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure you get that. Well, yeah, like the easiest thing to do is say, you know, listen, but like when you can't, it's the elevator pitch term.、Mm-hmm. I also take what other people describe my music as. Like I've heard Alanis Morissette, or I don't know. Also, I feel like my live music is really different than my recordings.、Right. Um, that's why I want to record stuff that's, that's more conducive to how I want to be heard and known. I like the diverse array within. I bought two of the things on Bandcamp. With you, I rise. I would have loved to, to buy on Bandcamp so that you, as opposed to Apple, would get the money. <laughs>、um, but it's all、That's、great.、Nice. But as you would probably notice, like, or have written on your website, Back to Life and With You, I Rise aren't necessarily the same kind of sound. For me, it's, it's, it's all within the realm of why I love your music. Yeah, sorry.、Mm-hmm. That's, nice. That's another question. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's super nice. Thanks. I want to ask about the song Bitch. It's the, the With You I Rise single,、uh-huh. has two songs on it. And Bitch was the first track that I listened to and like, fell in love with your music because of. You know, we always internalize what we think the song might be about, and then we'll talk about it with someone. I did this with Jonah Ray last week. I'm like, is this about this? No, it's actually about this. <laughs> so could you tell me、uh-huh. what it's about, and I'll tell you what I thought it is? Sure. <laughs> 
I went to a party and I was kind of in love with this girl and uh there was this other girl at the party that was just being bitchy I don't know <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of a blend about like I don't know it's about like wanting someone and not I don't know tell me what you thought <laughs> and then I'll tell you if that's on the mark well I I thought it might have been on when I when I look at the lyrics I see the kind of thing that immature toxic men or toxic anybody say to people who don't agree with them and they'd rather right. they'd rather call you a piece of shit than acknowledge your humanity <laughs> and be friends with you. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And, and like I'm I'm, spe- I'm specifying like straight men in this scenario. Yeah. Um the the, the narrative is almost treated as likable in most of the movies up until 2005 or 15, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it doesn't help the listener without hearing the song. So I'm going to play that song right now, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to introduce okay. it while talking to you. This is the song Bitch from the With You I Rise single by Dana DeBolt available on Apple and not Bandcamp yet. <laughs> Bitch. Don't you give me that look. So smug like you know it all. Here's what you don't understand, bitch. You're only seeing it from your view. You have no idea what I've been through. I'm throwing fists at the wall, bitch. I watch a montage in my mind of what I'd like to do to you. Turn me on, ooh, bitch Why in the hell do I still bother? Am I ever gonna learn? Some broken bridges are beyond repair It's best to let them burn Bitch Coming out of that, you as the person who wrote the song can you see where I got that from, maybe? Oh, for sure. A lot of my songs are about, like, straight men and anger, and I think they all kind of bleed into one another, so for sure I get that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you recall is the um, brief impresum artist description on LSB House? Oh, come on. Don't do this to me, internet. Based out of Montreal, Dana DeVolt is an up-and-coming singer-songwriter whose sound is an eclectic mash of genres. Her influences range from alternative and punk to folk and pop. Dana DeBolt is pushing the boundaries with her catchy feminist anthems, commanding stage presence, and angsty lyrics, unapologetically demanding a space for queer women in music. Right on. So I don't... That's it. I don't know much about what the space is like right now, but do, do you feel like the music stands out as being about queer women, or is it just like the presence of the actual people in the music business or scene? I think a little bit of both. I mean, not... Regarding what's currently out, like, it's not explicitly queer, I would say, but some of my other songs, for sure. Yeah. Well, this is certainly a a different and much better time. Like, I don't think Elton John has one song called I Love Men. (laughs) True. Um, (laughs) I certainly think that would be a good thing. If I disagree with anything about your bio there... It's that uh, in my heart, you're not up and coming. You're you're already a rock star. <laughs> I guess you're based out of north of Montreal now. Those are my only two quibbles. Yes. All right. I'm gonna- I just didn't want to. <laughs> 
reveal my location. No, I don't know. This is new, so. <laughs> Tell me about Record Store, because that's the newest output. That's a song you did with Silas Crow and Benjamin Hurwitz. I'll have to check out more of their stuff now. Uh, how did that song come up for you? So those two folks live on Hornby Island, and Silas is kind of a producer, at-home producer, and me and him just send tracks back and forth and kind of write songs for fun. And that he sent me, um, he sent me like the baseline and we just kind of developed it from there. Uh, we actually wrote it maybe a year ago mm. or a year or two ago. We, we recorded a music video this summer for it that will be out um, soon, but yeah, it was just a fun organic song that came together yeah. It, it reminds you of before the COVID creativity. Oh, yeah. The good old days. How do you maintain productive, I guess, ugh, productive creativity in your life? Oh, God. <laughs> Some kind of cookie cutter uh, end, uh, end to that question. But how do, how, how do you maintain it or how do you how do you stay as productive as you want to be? I mean, like with current current circumstances or just in general? With, with, with current circumstances. I think, oh, I don't know. I'm going a bit insane, to be honest. Um, I have a lot of time right now. Um, I don't know. How does anyone do it? I guess you need <laughs> you need schedule. I'm definitely lacking that. I'm the wrong person to ask this question. <laughs> no, you're you're a person, which makes you the perfect person to ask that question. I guess. And, and- it's more that I'm dysfunctional and I don't want to like disgust my <laughs> yeah. dysfunction too much okay i don't know that's yeah, that's, that's yeah. fair sorry um i don't mean don't to don't be sorry i don't mean to put people on the spot and it's certainly i i don't ask questions that i think anyone listening cares about i'm literally sorry my cat's on the table uh-huh. uh, what's your cat's name we call her ludicrous like the rapper <laughs> cute now she's standing on my back well aside from covid or just for all time do you feel connected to the world of artists or some kind of scene that keeps you activated yeah for sure i mean i managed to kind of meet a community of musicians here um and i've been playing at the local bar a few times a week and it's been very well received so that was nice this just nice french man took me under his wing <laughs> and uh i'm super thankful for that yeah it seems i feel like wherever i go there's always musicians you just have to look and find them mm-hmm. yeah i mean the city is obviously better for that probably but it's a weird time i don't know what about you what do you do well what's hard for me is that there's so much that I'm infatuated with, particularly comedy and the comedy scene in LA and music and and things that I, I'm into that in terms of talking with anyone about over here is impossible to finding people who understand what it actually feels like to make things and desire to have enough time to make things in the way that mm-hmm. feels good. Uh, like I'm, I'm completely alone in. I recall what it was like kind of being aware of people like that back in Ontario, where I'm from, in the Waterloo region. Uh, And even then feeling disconnected from things because the tech, Silicon Valley sort of moved into KW about five years ago and it's completely changed. The city's been tearing itself apart to make room for 
condos and stores that are tech people inviting got rid of a shit ton of music venues and then covid came and closed down the rest and um (laughs) the only artistic community i have any kind of connection with these days is comedy people in los angeles who do channel 101 which is you know Mm -hmm. that's still nice let's go back in time you said you're originally from toronto is that where you grew up like as a child yeah born and raised in north york which is i i say toronto it's not it's like on the subway line but it's somewhat suburban or it was now it's it's getting quite busy how did you like school oh god it all went downhill (laughs) after like middle school i would say i don't know yeah high school is um it was cool i went to an art school so i'm super lucky really um for that what do you mean by that like like i studied well i actually went I went to an art middle school too. So like since the fourth grade, I've been studying like intensive uh, arts, like dance, drama, music, visual arts. Um, And then I specialized in vocal for high school. That's amazing. So yeah, unfortunately, the program has since been canceled due to lack of funding for the arts, which is sad. See, if I could go back in time to when... (laughs) Obviously, it would have been long. You know, if I got the timeline right, this would have been long before that happened. That seems that seems way more nurturing to a creative young person than still being signed up in a Catholic high school in Kitchener, even though you're not religious oh, sure. at that point. Or me. <laughs> right. Maybe I'm talking about me. How about making friends at that point in your life? Were you comfortable in your own skin? Did you find making friends easy or difficult? Uh- I was always good at making friends, but like keeping them was a different story. I don't know. I've had a lot of like shallow kind of friendships. Mm. What is a friend? (laughs) (laughs) Someone you can rely on, I would say. Um, I like that answer because it's so true. The question, what is a friend? It's it's very John Lennon of of you to to be like that. That is sort of. What that that is what it is is what is it? Uh, yeah, no, I've I've been good in the friend department, I would say. And and with art and music, what was your inception, if you can remember? Well, that was my dream as a kid to be a rock star, and I would like watch MTV videos and much music. And my older brother played guitar. I don't know. I grew up in a super musical household. Like we had a piano, and when I was like. A kid, I got a drum set and I started playing the drums. So I would say like since since always, since as far back as I can remember, <laughs> I was playing music, yeah. With those instruments in the house, like what kind of discipline was there? Like did you, were you told, you know, here's the time when, when we're allowed to make lots of noise and here's where you stop? Uh, or was it No, none of that. Wow. I started piano lessons super young um, and then drum lessons. And then middle school, I played the cello for a couple of years. Yeah, they definitely encouraged, like, if anything, I wasn't playing, I wasn't using the instruments enough. And now, like, I wish I could go back and, like, appreciate and soak it all in what I had. Mm -hmm. But I, I was super lucky. My older brother, he would, like, have friends over and they would be like playing so loud and I would get so annoyed (laughs) as a kid like I'm super sensitive and they were always like partying and I was like a grandma of a child so but I've grown into my rock and roll roots right on 
if you were to think about like the moments of pure joy that singing or making music has given you, what's the what's the thing that reminds you of how much joy it brings you? Um, just like singing for my friends, like in front of like a campfire or something. Um, just like storytelling and, and seeing people enjoy it or like just seeing people moved by my music. Have you had makes me want to keep going? Yeah. Have you ever had those moments of unequivocal <clears throat> joy from, I guess, sort of what you were already describing of something that you're communicating really made a connection with people? Like people crying or like just telling you how much you moved them. That kind of stuff happens. And that's really cool. Even if they listen to one of your songs and completely <laughs> misget the meaning or the story. Exactly. It doesn't matter what I wrote it about. As long as it inspires them. But yeah. Funny story behind how I found out about the artist whose song I'm about to play for you. I have to, I have to save that story for another time, and it's really, really cool. In the meantime, I can say that uh, when we made contact on IG... Just happened to be the day that she, Rosie Sircone, I hope I said that right, released her first single, and this is it. It's a mammoth of creativity. This is Spokane, Washington's Rosie Sircone, and the song is called 12. We've got an hour to go on this long winding road. I've heard it's the longest around. But as long as the fog rolls by, are shaking I'm barely keeping awake except that low sweet ocean sound maybe it'll bring me back around cause I'm feeling like I did those 12 years ago 
you still get affected being a musician as much as much as you've soaked in from music that you've heard and loved and been in a scene with? Are are you still moved to an extraordinary levels by other people's music? Oh, for sure. I'm looking for a list of I names like s- if you got if you got them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just watching. Um, I just rewatched the Freddie Mercury movie. Ooh. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. It's so good, and I was crying a lot. Um, I don't know anything that's like inspiring or I like sad songs too. sad sadness is fun mm-hmm. to indulge in. <laughs> What's something that you're into that maybe not too many people know about that you're infatuated with? Um, that's a great question. I feel like it rapidly changes. Um, who was I listening to a lot? I, I've been listening to, to a lot of Tori Kelly, which she's she's like a pop singer, but she has excellent vocal skills do you know her i've never heard of her so that's that makes this perfect okay tori kelly she's great (laughs) she's a pop singer turned turned gospel singer Uh, but just like vocally she's excellent and i met this guy actually this summer who is a jazz musician and he used to teach children and she was one of them um and that was before she won a juno for her album and it's super cool to like believe that that could be possible for me maybe or i don't know I don't know. Sorry, in this moment, can I ask you, like, when you say, I don't know, <laughs> do, do you feel like you're failing me as a question answerer? Uh, oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I think I think there's more wisdom and knowledge in someone being able to say, I'm still figuring everything out because life is far from mm-hmm. over. Is the, like, you know, that's a good thing. That's nice. It's okay to not know. I don't know anything. That's great. I'm the, I'm the wisest person ever because I'm so stupid. I'm just gonna, I'm taking it to the I'm taking it to the the highest degree. The max. I'm kind of gonna go backwards here. I have like a lightning round that I always want to take time with, but yeah. I'll have played a couple more songs by now, and people will be able to hear what I could only describe okay. as gifted raw talent. The bitch in "With You I Rise" single is something I would put out there to anybody to get right now. Like it's so good. It's all good. That's nice. <laughs> It's badass nice. too. It's I like it. I don't, I don't really use that a lot. <laughs> For people who like badassery, check out these songs. I will provide links. What's the thing that you have online that you would want people coming from this podcast to check out immediately? I would just say go to my YouTube channel because I have a bit of everything, which is just Dana DeBolt. Okay. There's the music video for Back to Life and some other live live originals on there. Yeah. <laughs> Have I done an okay job up to this point? Like You're doing a ideas? great job. <laughs> I am just an awkward person, so I, I commend you for your, your skills. <laughs> Good job. What's it like for you on stage? Do you have stage banner that you feel like you wish you could No, I, that's what I need to work on. When I'm in my zone musically, it's like I'm a performer, but in between, I'm just so awkward. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to deal with that. This is the conclusionary conclusion to <laughs> the interviews. Okay. <laughs> the first one is, what role does being creative or performing need to play in your life for you to be happy and fulfilled? Um, it, needs to be, it needs to be frequent. I need to do it often because it brings me joy. And when I'm not doing it, I'm not as happy for sure. So it doesn't matter if I make money as long as I'm you know, being creative as much as I can. I dig it. The next, I'm going to, I'm going to start 
steamrolling through this one. There are people who don't play mobile games. Do you play mobile mobile games at all? Not really, no. I guess I'm trying to find within the people who do, like what's the one you spend the most time with? And then I ask them if they've ever spent real money on in-app purchases. The thing, oh my God. Because like the idea of spending money on essentially nothing is, is funny, but it's like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. That brings us to what's the worst thing that someone could say to you? Whoa. <laughs> That's a big one. Um, I would say just point pointing out my insecurities, like saying them from their perspective as true. Mm. And what's the, yeah. what's the best thing that someone could say to you? They could say, hey. <laughs> um, well, you don't have to write it like a script. <laughs> you can describe it. You can describe it. I don't know. Just saying nice things. Again, that I'm insecure about, but saying the opposite of my insecurity, I would say. Yeah. I, I certainly hope that my hosting wasn't too abstract because I do this for me, but I want the listener should they listen to come away with a feeling of like your being as a part of going into like perhaps listening to your music. Perhaps we talked about your passion for it just enough to touch their the humanity side of their band camp or whatever pocketbook. Hopefully we inspired people to go check it out where they can stream it. It's on Spotify, right? Yeah. More than anything, I, I hope that you felt that I'm someone that you'd be okay with talking with again sometime yeah yeah our friends (laughs) (laughs) yes it's nice does this feel like you're doing this over coffee or does this feel like the hot lights are on you um a bit of both but again i think that's just my like anxiety and awkwardness and it's nothing on you i would say you did a great job (laughs) yeah I'm 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 glad that I asked for so much or fished for without realizing it so much uh, reassurance. I really appreciate that. No, you you've been very kind, and I I really appreciate. And one of my favorite things about this conversation is what maybe you wouldn't describe, but could be described as just the modesty of. I haven't quite put a stamp on this exact thing at the moment. Yeah. That provides to me, or I glean from that. There's analysis going on. There's consideration of all sorts of things. And I appreciate you. And uh, thank you for your music. Thank you for your generosity of time. You too. Thanks for having me. It's so cool. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show. Starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music in the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock, in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends. Mm-hmm.